Hey everybody, it's your boy Garrett J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, see value in people for what it is and for what it's not. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. My friends, my friends, my friends, welcome to the glorious time here of the Daily Fire and our conversation around value. Now, one of the things interesting about having a lot of employees and having a lot of team members and having a lot of people around me all the time, um, there's a lot of benefit to it. There's a lot of upside, downside, um, thousands of clients. It's like, it, it just get to be around a lot of people, like an experience I didn't have when I was growing up a ton. Um, I was around, I had a small handful of people and that was about all she wrote. Um, but over the last like 17 years as a businessman and entrepreneur, I've been able to experience a lot of different types of people. Like all kinds of people. And I used to think when I first started working with people that, you know, everyone had to be like me. I found out very quickly as an entrepreneur that was like a suicide mission because there's a reason why people are not like me and there's a reason why some people are like me and these kind of people handle and deal with value in a totally different way, meaning they produce results is significant. So this week at the end of 2019 or 18, um, we've been going through reviews with all my teams and all of organizations and what people have been doing and not been doing. Um, what their value has been, what their how value hasn't been. And the one thing that's interesting about doing reviews with team members is the following, which is you have to clearly be able to own what the value is in a person and also be able to clearly own what the value is not. And this is a, this is a tough equation for a lot of people, which is the ability to value a person for what they can do, what they are great at, what their strength actually is, but then also being able to value the fact that they can't do certain shit. Like, and even if they could, they're not gonna be that great at it, right? For example, like I'm, I'm pretty decent with numbers, right? But if I had to be an accountant every single day or if I had to deal with our taxes and bookkeeping every day for our companies, I would literally shoot myself in the fucking face. Like it would be a nightmare. A nightmare beyond nightmare beyond nightmare beyond nightmare. But I don't have to go through that. I don't have to go through that because why? Well, we get to understand that my value is not necessarily found in taxes and dealing with bookkeeping. That's not my value. At the same time, people on my team who are very good at that cannot just pick up a phone and just go off like me. They can't stand on stage with a microphone and go off and run a room of three to 5,000 people and own it with power. Like this is like, these are things that just don't happen. Like they don't have, like it's just not their value at all. If I expect them to stand in front of a room and own shit that way, it's just not gonna happen. So you and I are sitting in this place every single day with this ability to assess the value of what somebody is and also assess the value of what they're not. Now I compensate based upon that. I specifically compensate on the value of what somebody can do. What they can do and what they will do. Right, but there's this interesting formula that we've learned through a process called the EOS that goes like this, which is a person inside of that has to want a position of creating value. They have to get it and inside of that. And inside of that, they have to be able to have the competency to be able to do it, right? They, which means their value has to actually line up. Hey, this thing that needs to get done, I also have a strength in doing it, right? Now, this challenge inside of you and I is that most of us don't tend to assess ourselves based upon what we can and cannot do. It's very easy to assess what somebody else does, right? But when, when was the last time you did an assessment with yourself? Here's the value that's in me and here's the value that clearly is not in me. 
Here is the value that's inside of who I am. Here is the value of what's not inside of me. Here's the things I am naturally good at. Here are the things I'm not naturally good at. And then being able to recognize that you're going to make your biggest impact on the world by doing two things. One, by increasing your own value through accelerating the value you already naturally have to give to the world, but doing it better. And the second piece is, is being able to offset your weak set, weakness or to be able to improve some of your less than valuable characteristics and make them more valuable. So the principle simply is this inside of today's Daily Fire. Knowing your value is crucial. Knowing your value is crucial. But that means knowing what is not your value and also what is your value. This week I got to have many conversations with our team saying, hey, this is what we're valued for. This is what you've done. You're amazing. We love you in these pieces. In these pieces, you are shitty. And that's okay because we're going to move you into this position where you don't have to do that part anymore because you proved that's not in your value set. So where in your world across body, being balanced in business, do you currently find yourself in a place where you are not truly assessing your value, both the weakness and the strength? And the second piece with this is, is today I break out your war map and your war journal, aka your journal and your pen. Now I want you to write it down. Here's the area where my value has not clearly been assessed. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's daily fire, parable and a principle. Up next is the daily fuel connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book so if you don't have a copy of the warrior book well guess what although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along i would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today man woman or child is going to help you either way so with or without the book, here we go, and welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends, so if we see this and we look at this from like a, a, a legit place, okay, this value conversation, we just went through this, the end of the year summary, you're listening to this show probably in 2019, but the previous fire was done in 2018 around the time that I was doing annual reviews with all my teams. And that principle was all around this idea of value, value on what you can do and will do, and knowing your value is crucial. Like that was a principle that came out of that parable. Knowing your value is crucial. Now we're going to jump back into the core four conversation. We're going to head down the have it all lifestyle. We're sitting in the area of business. We're going to wrap up the core conversation with this one here in chapter 25, which is around business declare. Now, if you remember in our previous field, we were talking about discovering. And we're talking about going down the path of discovery. And then inside that discovery, a revelation occurs. I listen to something. I watch something. I read something. And inside the watching, the reading, and the listening, there is this moment in which I gain revelation. An insight sticks out to me. But the question is, what do we do with that? Right? How do we actually know what to do with the value. And as while, while the principle from the last parable was see value in people for what they are and what they are not, I'm going to actually shift that around a little bit. See value in content for what it is and what it's not. And know the value, knowing the value of your content is crucial. So I'm going to twist that principle really quick. And while it was knowing your value is crucial, I'm going to put knowing your revelation is crucial. Seeing value in people, yes, but also seeing value in information for what it is and what it is not. Now, to start us off, we're going to get into a, a little quote here, 
We're going to start off on page 327. We are chapter 25, Business Declare. The quote has actually come from John D. Rockefeller. He said the following. Next to doing the right thing, the most important thing is to let people know you are doing the right thing. Next to doing the right thing, the most important thing to let people know you are doing the right thing. You know, wasn't that interesting? And that ties up perfectly to my annual reviews that I was doing, right? Seeing people for the value they are, seeing people for the value they're not. Seeing the value in yourself for what your value is and for what your value is not. Nothing more frustrating, nothing more disappointing, nothing more disconnected, nothing more disheartening than being in a place where you're trying to produce value and be valuable at a place that doesn't actually sit and meet for you. Like a place that doesn't actually make shit actually work for you. Right? And so you're stuck in this little fucking box trying to do some shit that is absolutely not committed whatsoever to you or your ultimate bigger picture. It's not going to bring you to the place that you want to go, but you're stuck there. Why? Because you don't know what your current value is. The worst, though, is to be inside of the studying content. There's so much content that you can study today. And so while, while part of our core four game here is about discovery, this is why we say we're going to discover until we get revelation. Once we get revelation, we're going to declare that revelation. We're not just going to read. We're not just going to consume more information. That is not the purpose of the core four exercise here every single day. Let's dive into this though. Verse number one. There was a phrase I'd hear constantly as a kid in reference to Jesus who said, once you have obtained my word, then you should declare my word. Meaning that once you have liberated yourself, then go liberate your brothers. This was an encouraging continual mission, continual missionary work and a conversation with other people by going out and broadcasting it. That was the Mormon side of my upbringing. Verse two, the Catholic and Jewish side, not so much. But on the Mormon side, there was definitely a game of, hey, go share this message. There was constant game inside of me that when I had an insight, I should go share it with somebody. There was also the second thing. In the obtaining of a witness in your life, the next game was declared to the world. That somehow your insights and your revelation didn't mean much until you declared it to somebody else. Now, side note on this, um, Mormonism is not something I've been practicing for over a decade. Uh, my wife and I chose a different path, but it was something we were both raised in. And one of the foundational games, like legit inside of that, and obviously I'm freestyling right now, legit inside of that faith is a constant, and I think it's a beautiful thing, a constant stewardship of wisdom and sacred knowledge, right? So if I have sacred knowledge, then part of what makes it sacred is in me actually sharing it, right? So if you take this, this idea of revelation, oftentimes we get revelation, we study something, we read something. We go to a seminar, you watch a YouTube video, you listen to it here in this podcast, you have an experience with this curriculum or this content, but then you don't do shit with it. Like you just, you just hide it right inside the Christian Bible. Same thing. Like don't take your light and place it under a bushel, right? Which was really this idea of having a candle and covering it up with a container so that nobody can see it. It's like if you cover up your light and you don't let anybody see it, you're fucked. Like that's, you're fucked. Literally, you're fucked if you keep covering up your light. Like, and it's not just you that's fucked, it's everybody else. Because nobody else can see now. And so we have this game coming back to our principle today that knowing your value is crucial, but we came knowing your revelation is crucial. And also the idea that seeing value in information for what it is and for what it's not. What your information that you're studying is not alive to you until it becomes revealed to you. 
So I can be studying marketing. I can be studying sales. I can be studying branding. I can be studying accounting. I can be studying leadership. I can be studying these things. But if, if I do not see the value in the information by finding the revelation, and if I do not know my revelation and its value and that it's crucial, then all I'm doing is an exercise of mental masturbation. Right, I'm just listening. I'm just listening to an audio or I'm just watching, which again is not, not a horrible thing. But on top of it, it's never going to be something profound because we never bump up against revelation. But just because we bump up against revelation still doesn't mean that we've actually been able to take it from a place of a concept and turn it into an actual thing, a feeling into a form. Let's continue to read here in verse 3. We can have this drive and discovery of knowledge, but if we don't declare it, then somehow we won't become as converted to it. With this declaration comes potential criticism and persecution, in which we find out very quickly on how much we truly believe in something or not. Four, the declaration is an individual's conversion mechanism and being able to converse about new doctrine learned. It's taking your discovery of this content and the declaration of that content to other people by teaching it in other forms that ultimately converts your mind into seeing it Differently. Five. This brings me back to my college degree in physical education, a.k.a. pedagogy. Side notes, freestyle here. Listen, pedagogy is a very fancy word uh, for PE teacher. It's like sanitation engineer only for a garbage man. Now, people get pissed off when I say this all the time, but I like it. Pedagogy. Hello, my name's Garrett. I've graduated with a degree in pedagogy. Sounds really fucking cool, right? Hi, I'm a PE teacher. Hello, my name's Garrett. I've graduated from college and the university with a degree in pedagogy. <laughs> Otherwise known as PE. We're back on the script. The art and science of kickball, dodgeball, and tetherball. The game of being a teacher, PE teacher, was about understanding my role in two phases. One, theory, and two, apply. Verse six. First, we would sit in a classroom and study theory. The use of group dynamics, lesson planning, of dealing with young kids, as well as the management and movement of energy inside of a gym. Seven, my fellow classmates and I would have our books out, studying theory so that we could then teach what we discovered. We would declare it by breaking into groups, standing in front of the room, in front of our peers, which is always a lot of pressure, and teaching in our own words the theory behind what the PhDs had just taught us in the book. Eight, when I would stand and start to teach, I'd always notice this trend. My theories would start to become beliefs in the process of teaching them. I had a concept that then became more concrete as it formed into a belief when I would teach it. There I was, up at the front of the room, and I was I find it very exciting to teach because I knew that in the teaching I was going to become most clear. Writing shit down was one thing, but it became a belief as I made it my own, presenting it to others. Verse 9. Now you might be saying, well, Garrett, wait. Come on. You can't gain mastery of this until you do it. I understand. Let's go back to the pedagogy story. The second phase, apply, consisted of two subparts, teach and do. So every single week, we would have these student teaching experiences. They were a goddamn circus. So, of course, they were super fun for me because I thrive in that kind of chaos. A lot of the future teachers who were in the program did not thrive. They wanted to be super orderly, and I used to piss everybody off because I would do my lesson plans at the last minute and participate right along with the students. Or right at my last minute, participate right along with the students. I was always the slacker who was showing up at the end, and then I would outperform everyone, like dominate 60 kindergarten kids in a PE room. 
10. Everybody was on their stars and on their circles, and I was getting standing ovations by the whole group of five and six-year-olds who thought I was the greatest shit that had ever happened in their life that day. Until, of course, someone handed out popsicles, and then I was quickly forgotten. Goddamn popsicles. Side note, <laughs> free stop. So let's, let's summarize on what this actually means then. If you look at the pedagogy game of theory, right, into application, which is really, really what we're discussing here. It's taking the content that we have discovered in our reading and then it's putting it into application in two ways. So I have this revelation, I'm reading along, I'm studying some marketing and then an insight pops out to you about headlines, right? Or how to write a headline. Or there's something you're studying in technology and it steps out to you and it sticks out to you and you're like, bam, shit, just hit me like a ton of bricks right in the face. And you write that down. Okay, you either type it up in your eye notes, you write it down on your on a journal, you type it up inside of the armory, wherever it is you put it. Okay, but then the next piece becomes the actual sharing of it. See, when I write it down, that's part of my declare, but it's my actual sharing. So I declare it to paper or I declare it to virtual paper, but then I take this further, which is I share it with somebody else. So what might that look like? Right? How would I get my half a point? Because I get a half a point for discovering it, but I, gotta have, I get a half a point for declaring it. Well, this might mean that I share it with my team. So, for example, we have entrepreneurs who have taken this strategy where they take the, a Voxer account, right? Voxer is a software tool or some kind of communication app. And they have five or six of their team members in it, and they share for a minute to two minutes their greatest discovery on the business topics they're studying or the audio book they're listening to or the podcast or the series of, of content curriculum they're searching for. And they declare it. They'll teach their insight for two minutes. We've got people go live on social media, live stream videos. They'll write blog posts, write email copy, and share it with their clients, share it with prospects, share it with the world. Or they may just get into a conversation with their spouse or their children or share it with a colleague at the office, share it with their business partner, their employees. But nonetheless, the game is very simple. As I wrap up my points in business, I got a half a point to discover. Okay, that just means I opened up something and I began to read and study. Once I've nailed the discover, okay, now I've got to declare it, which means I write it down, part one, and number two, I share it with somebody else. Does not have to be complicated. You could record it as voice note, right, an audio note on your cell phone, and then ship it. Share it with one person, share it with five people, share it with 5,000 people. Doesn't matter, go live stream, maybe you're a person on social media and you got a shitload of followers, then you go live stream and you get like 600 people watching you. Whatever it is, that's fine, that's great, it's perfect. Your world and my world inside of Core 4 gains its point and its traction when we have written down the revelation and from that writing, we have declared it. So let's keep reading a little bit. Let's keep reading a little bit. We're gonna go down over here to... I'm going to go down here to page 330. Being seen as a thought leader, verse 26. In order to pull off some of the big-ass things you want to do, the people in your life are going to have to see you as a thought leader. More than that, you're going to have to gain mastery of the topics that you're studying. And the only way to do that is to declare it every single day. You might have a blog that you can create or update, one that you already have. You might have an email list you can send content out to or a group of people that you can text, sending it to one person or to many people. Maybe you'll send out the daily video to your business or a text message with the thought about what, what you discovered inside of your study in business and marketing, sales and systems. So now you're going to declare and teach it. Now, this, this declaration game, like I'm just, I, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go freestyle here for the last, last part of this. Like I cannot emphasize how important it is for you to talk about the shit that you discover. 
right? You heard in the beginning stage when I when I shared the the belief system that I was raised with in Mormonism, which was as as you as you discover something, there is a natural tendency to want to share that with other people, right? It's to it's to impart the wisdom that you got with others, right? That same revelation you got revealing it to another person. And I'm gonna have you consider this is completely divine in nature. That for you and I, it's not a religious thing, it's a human thing. That there is a piece inside of you and I that are actually deeply connected to this idea of truth. And when we discover some truth or we discover something that connected with us at a deep level, it's very, very simple in our desires to want to share that with another person. So here's our points to ponder here from chapter 25, point number one. You can have a drive and discovery of knowledge. It takes a start to business, but if we don't declare it, then we won't become converted to it. Point number two, communicating a message in marketplace and being a market, marketer requires you to get really good at persuasive copy and direct response communication in order to sell the idea. Point number three, it is crucial to become a modern male communicator, a female or male. You're a marketer, a closer, a leader, not a savior. And point number four, teaching is what stands before your transformation, which means that your conversion is required to leave the land of believing to the land of really believing in knowledge. A concept becomes concrete for you in the process of teaching. My friends, that's all I got for you today here inside of this Daily Fuel. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.